Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe today. I am so amped to talk to you about this subject. And you want to know why? Because this is the subject that most people unfollow me for. This is a subject that a lot of people are so uncomfortable to talk about. This is the subject that ends a lot of marriages because of people's ability to communicate. And like... One of my favorite songs ever goes, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. And here's the thing. This topic was actually requested. So someone actually requested I talk about this subject because they're probably going through something in their life and in their marriage. And secondly, one of the things that I started doing or we started doing, I should say, Scott and I through quarantine is having our wine night Fridays and it's so interesting the first week that we started talking about wine night and relationship not necessarily issues but relationship subjects and a lot of it a lot of the subjects had to do with sex uh people I I think I got unfollowed by like 3,000 people that day which I'm totally fine with so first of all let's be clear I have zero problem getting unfollowed by people because, and I want to say this before I start talking about this, I think it's so much more important that you are your true self, your full self, and your whole self, especially in times of quarantine where you can't rest necessarily hang out with people and have them hug you and hold you and feel you. Um, I just think it's so important for you to be as authentic as you are. And I've even, I even had some friends say, oh, you guys really reveal a lot. And while we do reveal a lot, It's more than just revealing things about sexual activity or tense things in a relationship. And it's really about letting people out there know who are going through some of these subjects and issues that you are not alone. We also add something that you could actually take away and and utilize in your relationship. So sit back, definitely take some notes and get ready to trust and believe in your sex life. Somebody say, oh yeah. No, no, no. What's up? You're better than Oprah. Come on, y'all. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
All right, we're back, and I'm just going to keep it very, very real. I'm going all the way there today. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm going to give it to you straight or gay or straight, Uh, just being silly. I'm going to give it to you straight because here's the thing. One of the questions that I got was, how do you keep a relationship strong in the sex department, especially when you're in a, a dry spell in your relationship or your marriage or whatever? And the first thing I want to say is the majority of times when a relationship is in a dry spell, it started from a place of something simple that could have been maybe rectified rectified quickly. Like someone came home from work and they were tired one day and it just snowballed into being tired every day. And then the sexual tension left and then the ability to want to initiate the sex left because a lot of times that's where the divide comes from it doesn't come from necessarily somebody being unattractive or necessarily the insecurity of a partner it literally comes from the inability of one of the partners to be able to feel empowered enough to initiate sexual activity how many people out there get in the bed at the end of the day and in your mind you're thinking i want to have sex with my spouse and you're looking over at them or maybe you're thinking in bed like this should i be the one to initiate this but then you don't they're probably on the other side saying i know i'm tired but i definitely want to have sex with my spouse and they're looking like this in bed head against the pillow And they don't either. So now you have two people sitting next to each other that want the same thing, but no one takes initiative. So then that happens. And what you don't understand that happens in that situation is psychologically, when you psych yourself out of being able to address a situation with your spouse, especially something like intimacy, the more you do it, the more you exercise it and the more you exercise negative self-talk, the more you will inch toward the negative. So it's now going to be easy to get into bed and think about what you want intimacy wise and not address it or not do it. Then as time goes on, the longer you don't have sex, the more frustrated you get internally. And then what happens is resentment starts, even, you know, unconscious or subconscious resentment because you're thinking in your mind, well, you should be the one to initiate sex with me. And that person might say, well, you should be the one to initiate sex with me. But the thing is, they're not verbalizing it or you're not verbalizing it or maybe at a time I wasn't verbalizing it. And so what happens is, No one says anything. So then it becomes a point of tension rather than a point of, you know, connection. And sex should be about connection. Now, that's one way that people kind of start to uh, divide when it comes to being intimate in a relationship. That's just one way. The other way are ways that include confidence, someone's gain weight. Uh, Maybe you have initiated 
being intimate with someone and you got turned down. Maybe you have been been the one to initiate the sex and the turndown was just that I'm tired for today but you just saying you just being told by the other person I'm tired for today may have felt like rejection so there's confidence there's rejection there's um, and then there's just everyday tension in a relationship where you haven't been in a good place so you feel well we haven't been in a good place so I don't want to be intimate with that person and so then you compound um, divide on divide meaning we haven't been in a good place so I'm not going to have sex and sometimes and a lot of people say this now I don't necessarily like makeup sex because I'm like I don't want to think about that when I'm trying to get it cracking but a lot of people actually connect on the makeup sex so that's just one thing to think about anyway I gave you a bunch of different uh reasons why people could possibly not be as intimate as they should be you choose yours as you listen into this as you listen to this or as you watch this but for me I want to focus on the solutions and ways to initiate intimacy by um, ways to initiate intimacy so that you and your partner can really feel at a level of constant heightened sexual tension with each other so that you don't necessarily have sex as a negative part of your relationships because it should be really really fun sex should be fun it should be amazing it should be freeing it should be uh, explorative and it should be really exciting now there might be some people out there like sean what you know let me tell you something i posted on my instagram while I'm recording this today, I posted it yesterday. And I said, I like to find daily moments of being messy. Because there's this thing where I've heard a lot in my adult life where they say men think about sex way more than women. And I'm like, cool. Well, I know I can't be the only one thinking about sex and being messy and being funny and being silly and being like sexually expressive. I don't think it's that bad. Some people are like, oh my gosh, that's so bad. I don't think it's bad. If you think it's bad, I totally get it. I totally understand where you're coming from. I don't. I believe that the talk of sex uh, being looked down upon in society is one of the reasons why it translates into a negative place in relationships because we can't even go out there and just like we can't even say no one can say i'm horny today without people being like that's oversharing it's like well everybody's fucking thinking it so why can't i say it right now i get it like i said you could have a completely different opinion than me and i'm totally fine with that so now i would just like you to listen in from the other side but the point is Because we think of sex as this secret thing or this hidden thing, and we don't think of it as like, well, just about everyone on this earth got here by sexual activity. We don't think like that. We don't think like, just about everyone on this earth got here by having sex. And most of the time, hopefully, when they were conceived... It was an amazing shutdown session. We all got here by the act of sex, but we are told or taught, don't express yourself sexually freely. It's, you know, you should be quiet about it. 
And I just don't think that to be true. I don't think you have to be like, yo, I'm trying to go out and get laid tonight. Like, maybe that's just a bit much. But I don't think it's wrong to be like, yo, I'm a very sexual person. I like I carry a lot of sexual energy. These are my sexual experiences. Blah, blah, blah. And that's what I do on Friday night. Anyway, I digress. Let me go back to the intimate part of the relationship. I just wanted to share with you guys that if you're somebody out there that thinks about sex and you're scared to, to express it, you're not alone. But you have to think that we all got here by someone having sex. Even me, even Scott and I, we had our kids, obviously, same sex. We didn't conceive them the way that some of y'all did. But we had to masturbate in a cup and when you go into this inspiration room at the fertility clinic they have porn and magazines and i'm telling you all different kinds of porn in the drawer and a tv with a remote with some wipes so you make sure it's clean i know that's crazy but it's true so anyway the point is sex is all the way around us oh also before i get back to your intimate relationship how many of you out there, by a raise of hands, unless you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel, saw somebody fine at the grocery store and been like, yo, or maybe you were at the gym the last time you were at the gym, or maybe you even watching a movie home with your spouse right here and you think that the person on the screen is super duper attractive and you thought about it in your head, but you didn't express it for fear of being expressing something that has to deal with sex, right? Like, that's the thing that I personally feel that we need to eliminate as a fear in terms of our expression of self and our expression of just sex in general. Um, And I don't want to talk about this in a vulgar way. I just believe that you have to be able to trust and believe in your ability To be sexual and to think about your sexuality. And I'm not talking about gay or straight. I'm just talking about the fact of having sex anyway. There's, there are people who are, there are different levels of sex, but I would say a lot of people out there define themselves as some, on some level of sexuality, either very sexual or not that sexual, or they need to be turned on this way in order to get sexual. But most of us walk down the street and if we see a hot person and we say they're attractive, we might not be like, I wonder what's in their pants or their shirt. But just by saying, wow, that person's hot is a level of expression of sexual sexuality. And so anyway, I want to say all that just to be like, it's OK because you think about it. It's OK to, to feel okay with thinking about sex in that way. Now, let's go back to the relationship because I took a minute to say all that. All right. So when it comes to a relationship, uh, the first thing that people don't do is they don't do this for multiple reasons. They don't communicate. And I know we talk about that all the time. Communication is key and it's important or whatever. But um, if you don't communicate, guess what? The other person is probably not going to know how you feel. Just like. We went camping. The boys are staying in the RV. Scott's parents are staying in the RV. And Mackenzie, our babysitter, is staying in the RV. And Scott's dad and Mackenzie was like, yeah, why don't y'all go out to the tent? Don't take the kids. Why don't y'all go have go sleep in that tent tonight? And so I'm automatically thinking like, yo, I'm about to get it cracking. Tonight's going to be fun. It's my first time sleeping in a tent under the stars. And I'm about to shut it down. 
and Scott went to sleep. And I'm like, the, he slept naked. And I'm like, yo, for real? Like, you're going to sleep naked like that? And then in the middle of the night, you're going to get up and go to the bathroom. And then the moon is going to be on your body shining like that under the moonlight. And then you're going to get back in the tent and go to sleep. And I'm, I'm having all this sexual tension. And I'm like, but I ain't say anything. So the next night, uh, Mackenzie was giving me twists in my hair, right? So I'm like, okay, Scott's staying up. We gonna his his dad and Mackenzie was like sleep in the tent again, whatever. I'm like, cool. So we are like, I'm almost done getting my hair done, and Scott comes up to me and Mackenzie was like, all right, I'm gonna go to bed now in the tent. So I'm like, okay, he gonna go out there and whatever. I'm gonna come out there in about 15 minutes. Yeah, you know I mean, we might get it a little cracking or whatever. I go out there, he sleep. I'm not like overly annoyed because our sex life is pretty great, but I'm annoyed because I'm like, what do you mean? Like, and so back in the day, if this was Shanti, old Shanti, I would have been like, oh, the reason why he is not initiating sex or waiting or wanting to have intimacy is like, he's not attracting me to me anymore. And then all these things would start to go through my head. And then I would start to feel less than and self-conscious and be like, well, maybe he doesn't think I'm attractive or blah, 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 blah. And so. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That all derived from me not just saying to him earlier in the day, Look, when we get in that tent tonight, it's on and popping. So if you need to take a nap to, today, then that's what you need to do. Right? So, but I didn't say that. Right? I just thought in my head, like, he has to be thinking that I think this way. He has to be thinking that I want to be intimate. And he had no clue. He was like, I'm sleeping in his tent. I ain't got to sleep with the boys. I'm just going to try to get as much sleep as possible because we got twins and they probably going to work up screaming and we still going to hear him, right? So all this stuff is going through his head about that. All of this stuff is going through my head when really had I just said to him, yo, I think I think tonight's the night that we need to get it cracking, right? He'd have been like, cool. Like he would have made it happen. And I think that initially by not communicating what it is that you want, and your relationship in terms of sex, you you create that divide that I was talking about a while ago. Because now I go down this rabbit hole of like the reasons why this person doesn't want to have sex with me when really they might really be tired and they might have no idea. Or they might be thinking you're tired too. So then no one says anything. The other thing is one way to eliminate that if you know someone is always tired later in the day is... Get home, put the kids in front of the TV. I don't care what nobody say. Screen time is fine if they're old enough. And retreat to your room. And it don't got to be... The other thing is I think people, when they have sex, it has to be this, like, long, drawn-out thing. Sometimes, at least I can speak for myself, it could be like a wham-bam, thank you, sir, or wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, wherever you come from, and it's fine. I think that also... People put the expectation of what the sexual experience has to be like. So then it becomes daunting and it becomes stressful to try and please the other person and what it is that they want. When really y'all should think about like, well, how much time do I have? 
Okay, well, we can do this. Another thing is, I'm just giving you all these little things. Another thing is starting a conversation out on, you know, how are you feeling sexually? You don't even have to be like, do you want to have sex? You have to pressure somebody into having sex. How are you feeling sexually? Or another question is, what turned you on today? Right? And sometimes, like, what turns my on? I know for me and Scott, like, if he's like, oh, my God, I saw this commercial. I saw this post. Whatever. Like, just because he thinks somebody else is attractive, which, in my opinion, is okay, I'm not going to get jealous of that. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. You know, like, tell me more about that. And conversation leads to, like, you understanding your spouse's horny level, for lack of a better, more educated way of saying that. Um, again, communication. Now, this topic that I'm about to bring up is a little bit... Some people might be like, oh, my God, this is just too much. But sex toys. Like, why are people afraid to buy your spouse a sex toy? I know on our Why Night Fridays, you know, there was a woman a couple weeks ago that was like, thank you for the recommendation. I bought my husband this particular sex toy we were talking about, and he loves it. And I'm like, cool. Like, isn't that amazing and great? Because... I think a lot of times when it comes to sex, and you all know this, sometimes sex becomes almost like routine where it's like, if we're going to have sex, I know I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to lay here. You're going to lay there. You're going to do this. I'm going to do this. All of us get kind of roped into that sex is the same. And then what that can do is it can become boring because no matter how much you love somebody or how much you really care for somebody or how much how sexually attracted you are, if you're doing the same thing over and over again... It it becomes less exciting because there's no there's no um, there's no newness because there's something about new situations in sex that is great. Uh, so try that. Um, try something new. You can also, you know, I bought. Now this is probably just a bit too much, but hey, it is what it is. One of the things that I did is I was looking over Scott's shoulder one day, and I was looking at certain kind of videos that he watch watches wink wink and i saw some wrestling singlets so i was like let me go on amazon real quick so you can see this body in a wrestling singlet so i bought a couple they didn't fit right but i I wore them anyway and it was fun right also underneath of what you're wearing if you know that you want to come home and Shut down with the shutdown, wear something underneath your clothes where you take it off and your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend's like, yo, for real? Like, you going to roll like that? One of the other amazing things that I love that I've seen on TikTok is they do this TikTok where the person walks in naked and they, they're filming their spouse and you see their spouse like, <gasps> their spouse's reaction to them walking in naked. The other thing is, the other thing I saw on TikTok that's great is I see people sexting their spouse and they film their reaction when a text comes through. And most spouses are like, yo, let's go do this right now. You know, sex, you know, when you first meet somebody in your relation in, in early on in a relationship, you talk about sex, you, you may sext or text or send photos. Some people don't do that, but a lot of people do. And uh, and it's like exciting and fun, you know, but people stop doing that in relationships. And I'm like, it's OK, as long as you trust that your spouse ain't going, you know, give away your um <laughs> you know, let it leak from their phone or whatever. Anyway, I saw this. I'm just trying to give you ways to 
number one, it lightens the mood and the heaviness of sex. And number two, it also lets you invite the conversation or the feeling of arousal in without being like, can you have sex with me tonight? Because I also feel like, I mean, some people that works for it, but for me, if I'm like, you know, I really want to have sex tonight, like that kind of ruins the moment for me because for me, I love that like random, random acts of arousal, right? Sometimes random acts of arousal are good. So if you're out there and you and your spouse haven't been, you know, together in a long time, sometimes it can start with just, a conversation, just saying, hey, can we talk about our sex life, which is really tough. Sending them a text message, if you think it's okay, to be like, hey, I just want to let you know that it's been a while, and I want to get down with the get down, and I don't want us to think about why we didn't have sex in a long time, and I just want to be like, yo, I'm going to be in the room, and I want you to come in there and do whatever you want to me. Um, To let go of the tension that could be there for, like, well, why haven't we had sex? And then sometimes after sex, you can talk about that. But at the end of the day, it's really about you allowing the conversation of sex to be a part of your relationship daily. It should be a part of your relationship daily. Some people are like, no, 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 no. But if you if you sense that your spouse is frustrated, sexually frustrated, the worst thing to do is to not talk about it. Because... I'm not saying, first of all, I'm not saying that this is right, but a lot of people who step out, not all people, because some people are just trashy and they just like cheating on people, but not all people that step out in a relationship step out because they don't love you or step out because some vindictive reason. Some people literally don't, and I'm not saying it's okay, so don't even get it twisted. I'm just giving you facts. Some people get turned down with sex, and then they go find it somewhere else. And then people are like, I can't believe such and such cheated on me. And I'm like, well, when's the last time you had sex? And when's the last time you initiated sex? And when's the last time that person didn't get turned down? Because I don't care. I'm a realist of the realist of the realist. But if you get turned down enough, and you haven't had sex in like six months, if uh, some, un, I would say, unfortunate <laughs> opportunity arises, a lot of people are not strong enough to resist that, especially if the person that they love the most is rejecting them and not being intimate with them. The flip side of that, if, again, if that person has talked to them about, like, this is what I want. Now, I want to say again, because I know y'all out there, I'm not saying that cheating is okay. I'm just merely saying that, you know, if Scott were to cheat on me, my first question would be, like, why? Because... Is it something I'm not giving to you, giving to you emotionally, or is it something I'm not giving to you physically, right? Or are you just not love me anymore, right? I like I'm going to ask why first because if the question was, which I know this is not true in my relationship, but if the answer was, do you remember the last time we had sex? And I was like, no. Do you know what you say to me every time I want to initiate sex? And if I'm like, well, I'm t- I know, and they're like, I'm tired, and it's been a year, like. I'm not saying that what I did was right or what that person did was right, but if they're constant, like you expect them to be like, okay, you answer that question for yourself. Again, I'm not saying it's okay. Your relationship is your relationship. I know if that were me and Scott stepped out and I constantly turned him down and I wasn't having sex with him and I was relieving myself and I was, 
you know, doing this, that, and the third over there. While, yeah, I'd probably be mad and my feelings would be hurt, but at the same time, eh, I kind of put him in that situation. So uh, it's it's a tough topic. It is a really tough topic to talk about, and there's a lot of different opinions going around that topic. They are just mine. But again, just to recap, the takeaways are communication is very important. If you and your spouse are in a tough place sexually, you have to find a way to communicate. It could be communicating the really intense way of let's talk about sex you can send them a nice video not even a sexual video just being like yo i want to have sex with you this is what's on my mind it eliminates that fear of the in-person because a lot of people are afraid of confrontation sometimes you just need to text them something like we getting it on tonight no talking boom try something different give them a sex toy send them some new clothes there's so many different things you can do to bring sex back into your life uh without having it feel feel daunting the only thing that makes it really tough in closing is that knowing if your partner is sexually attracted to you is a very important thing and it's also very scary and it's hard to you know ask the question and wait for the answer and so but that's why it's important to talk because if for some reason your spouse isn't sexually attracted to you or vice versa, that's open for a bigger conversation. And a lot of times it's not necessarily physically only. It could be because you've guys, you guys have had a lot of fights. It could be because you're living, you have people living with you. Uh, it could, a lot of times it's not the thing, it's the thing. It may not just be the sex that's the issue. It could be, um, or the, the fact that you're attractive, attracted to, attractive to them is the issue. It could just merely be like surrounding environmental things that are prohibiting your ability to get to the point of arousal where you wanted to be intimate with that person freely. If you're on YouTube, put some questions below. Join me for Wine Night Fridays because I talk about all my... Um, I talk about a lot of sexual experiences, but not just to be talking about sex, to talk about it from a standpoint of you ain't the only one that's going out there. And I know you might know me from the podcast or you might know me from my fitness videos, but I'm a real human that has real sexual needs. And I'm going to trust and believe in that. And I hope you trust and believe in yours. So the last thing I'll say is on a scale of one to 10, how sexual are you? Are you like, I think about sex every day and I want to have sex every day? Or are you somebody that's like, I barely think about sex and if I get it, right it's not that important and then combine that with what your spouse wants ask them if your spouse is somebody that's a 10 and you're a one there's a lot of work to be done if your spouse is a 10 and you're a 10 and you guys aren't having sex then y'all need to tell each other you're a 10 and y'all need to find daily moments of sex if you're in the middle figure it out it's all about the communication all about figuring out what you guys want together i hope you enjoyed this podcast because i really enjoy talking about it and i will say i held back a little bit if you want more show up to Wine Night Fridays. And always trust and believe in who you are. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.